to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. We're moving into a time when... Uh, you know, back when I first got in the ministry, the Lord spoke to me one time, and he said that there was going to be people coming out of, not only people who weren't born again, but people coming out of denominations who've been stuck in there for a long time, who are going to come out and start operating in the power of God and the victory of God and all that stuff. And basically, uh, I've seen it over the last 20 years. A lot of the people you run into were in a denomination at one time. They've come out of that denomination. Most of us were in a denomination for a long time. But we got free of that denomination. We found out there was a lot more to the kingdom of God than the denomination. And as we did that over the years, but over the last couple of years, the Lord has spoke to me different, saying those who now came out of the denominations into Christianity are come on, going to come out of Christianity into the kingdom. And the problem we have coming into the kingdom is we've been taught a lot of things in Christianity that are not true. Everybody believes them. Every church, whether you're full gospel, half gospel, no gospel, some gospel, doesn't really make any difference. Everybody believes something. And what, what we believe is what we're taught. What we believe is what's been instructed to us. That's what we believe. And we're having a hard time, it seems, getting people over onto the victory side rather than stuck in the middle between the denomination and the kingdom. In other words, people have to take a step over. And even with healing, in a lot of ways, basically, number one, you have to understand that God wants you healed. We're not trying to get God to heal us. We're not begging God to heal us. God wants you healed. He made you a healed creature when he put you on this earth. He expected you to be healed. People say, well, God's just going to get another angel if they die and go to heaven. He don't want any more angels up there. He's fine up there. He wants you down here. The reason that he heals you is to keep you here because he needs you here because you have a purpose here to get something done here. And once you leave here, you can't get nothing done here because you're up there. Is he? I mean, my God sends people to do an assignment, and then they're going to die, and everybody says, oh, that's great, they're going up to be with Jesus, but Jesus don't want you up there, praise God. He wants you down here to fulfill what he's given you. He wants you to fulfill. So if you ever come to the place where you know it's God's will, remember the leper who came down the hill, and he says, will you, can you make me whole? And Jesus said, I will. He said two words, I will. And how many you know if Jesus says, I will, that makes Father God have to will too, because God and Jesus are one. So God wants you healed. He wants you blessed. He wants you financially prosperous. He wants you to live in a kingdom lifestyle. But we've got to understand that he paid for everything and you have to pay for nothing. And religion teaches us to buy everything that Jesus did. If I'm good enough, if I go to church enough, if I haven't cussed yet last week, if I haven't done this, I've seen some people who cuss all the time get healed. I've seen people who do that. Why is that? Because God wants people healed. He loves you and cares for you. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you happy. You know, you saw the two little grandkids here. There's nothing makes me happier than to see them happy. Nothing at all. I don't care what goofy little thing they're doing. If they're giggling and enjoying it, I don't care. They can giggle and enjoy, and I enjoy the thing too. And I believe Father God's that way too, and there's a lot of people who aren't very happy being Christians. It's hard to witness when you don't have any joy and you're a Christian. It's hard to witness when you've got a bad report about everything that's going on and what the devil's doing to me and what he's devil. And I leave the devil out of it, for gosh sakes. He's already been smashed, according to the Bible. Has he not? Has he not been crushed under the feet of Jesus Christ? And let's talk about what Jesus did rather than what the devil's trying to do in our lives. 
Because healing basically, and you'll come to a place as you study the Bible that you'll start to despise anything that's not of God. But then you've got to determine what's not of God and what isn't. Because for a long time, worry's okay. Worry's okay in Christianity, but worry's not okay in the kingdom. Because the king tells you time and time again not to worry. But we find ourselves worrying all the time. And if you tell another Christian about worrying, they'll tell you about their worries. And then you'll tell them how much more you worried than they worried. And then they'll tell you how much more they worried than you worried and had a right to worry more than you. We don't understand that that's not kingdom. That's not acceptable. That shouldn't be acceptable in our lives. Those things shouldn't be there. Uh, anger shouldn't be acceptable in our lives. It don't matter if you're a Christian, you can shout and scream at your family or whatever. But when you're kingdom, you don't do that kind of stuff. We walk in love and peace and joy. And if we can't even love our families, how are we going to love people that the Bible says love your enemies? Come on, can't be done, can it? But Christianity teaches just do your best. Just try as hard as you can. But you don't have to try as hard as you can because you've already won the victory in that area and you've got the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And if you ask him to teach you how to walk in these things, he'll do it. He is a good teacher. He should be teaching you daily over everything that's going on in your life, even the little things, the big things. We learned so much just over the last 50, 60 days with cash. I mean, it's easy to talk about believing God until you have to. Or if it happens to somebody else. Oh, I'm so sick. I'm believing for you. Easy to believe for them. I'm believing. I'm believing you're healed. Can't you believe you're healed? Well, no, I got the pain. It's a lot harder to believe when I got the pain. And then we found people who want to come up because of the move of the Holy Ghost in churches and in here that they don't want to come up for healing when James calls. They want to come up for feeling. If you're coming up for feeling, then praise God, you'll probably get one. But that don't mean you get your healing. See, if he calls you up for healing, it's because God wants to heal and you've got to believe in healing, not in feeling. Well, I didn't feel one goosebump. Did you come up for one? Come on. It's just logical. Come up for what? You're supposed to come up for, and God will do it, because God wants to do it. James says healing this morning. So everybody came up, should have been believing for nothing but healing. healing. Not feeling, not fall down, not stand up, not shake under the power of God, not run around in circles. If that happens, how many know that's okay? The Spirit of God can do anything He wants to do in somebody's life, but we, we, we want to do. If there's a canola call where somebody's saying, I'm going to pray for you, and I believe God's going to open the door for finances in your life, don't come up, and because you didn't get a goosebump, think nothing happened. It did happen. James was believing it. The Word says it. You came up believing it. Walk away. That's it. You don't have to feel it. That's what faith is all about. It don't take no faith to believe in feeling. Trust me. When you feel, you feel. And I say, bless God, I'm believing my arm hurts. No. Faith is believing your arm's healed because he said so. And then the power of God will slowly take care of your arm or your leg or anything else in your body and heal it. But you've got to look at sickness as something, an enemy. Lack is an enemy. All these things is an enemy. They are an enemy because they're not kingdom things. Anything you don't see that belongs to you in the kingdom of God that tries to come against your life is an enemy. Offense is an enemy. Offense will ruin your life. We have people going from church to church to church to church to church to church just because they get offended. They come for a little while. They're excited about the church. They get offended. Then they're in the next church. And they go over there for a little while. And then they go to the next church. And they say, I can't find the perfect church. And I always say, yeah, because you're in it. See, that doesn't help. Deal with the issues. We've got to learn to deal with the issues. We've got to learn to deal with the offense. We've got to deal with the unforgiveness. We want to walk above what we've seen. I want to walk in a higher realm of power. I want to walk in a higher realm of peace. And man, I've got plenty of peace, but I want more. I want to walk in peace all the time. My biggest peace problem is driving. I swear to God, nobody knows how to drive in this country. 
Apparently, turd singles are only on certain models. It's just unbelievable sometimes. And I'm still working on that. I've not flipped anybody off in a long time. I've not rolled down my window and screamed at anybody in a long time. I've calmed myself and just kept driving. Maybe not with a smile. But there are areas in our life that we know are out of line, you know, with the Word of God. And we want to line those areas back up. That's the way that we do it, through the Spirit of God on the inside of it. And He'll correct you, and you'll know it. Everybody says, you don't have to point out somebody else's faults. You're too busy, the Holy Ghost, pointing out your faults. Because He does that. What does He want? He wants His perfect kingdom children. He wants His sons. He don't want His subjects. He wants us to serve. But He doesn't want us to serve out of, out of guilt and condemnation where i got to serve God or He's going to crush me. When I was in a denomination, my God, they told me that God didn't even want me in heaven. That if I was good enough, they'd sneak me in the back door the day I died, and hopefully I'd get in there, and God wasn't looking, and I'd get in. And that's what I was taught. So I was afraid of God growing up. I didn't love God. I didn't think God loved me. The greatest revelation I ever got, He actually loved me. Right there, right then. This wasn't after I changed. This wasn't after I quit drinking. This wasn't after anything. He loved me just the way I was at that time. So praise God, how can He not love me now? I'm doing a lot better than I was back then. At least I'm sober now. That should help things. I can talk. But we get this stuff on our minds about how he don't like us, how he don't care for us. How do yes, he does. You're very, very important to him. No matter what your situation right now, he has a purpose and a plan for you in this day and in this hour, in this July 4th in 2022. God has a purpose for each and every one of us here, or we wouldn't be here right now. And when you start figuring out his purpose, it, it lets go of all that stuff you've been hanging on to your whole life. Everything you think that's holding you back, everything that's keeping you from doing it. But you just got to discover his purpose. And you simply do that in the presence of God and in the word of God. I don't, I don't believe if you don't spend a whole lot of time in the word, you'll never know what your purpose is. Because his purpose is right in here. There's scriptures that you'll read, I'll think the greatest. Do you ever see a scripture and you read it? You say, oh my God, look at that. Look what God said. And then you take it to your neighbor and say, read the scripture to him. And they go, yeah. And you say, look at that. And they'll say, yeah, I've read that before. No, look at it. I've read it before. Because it didn't get them. It didn't register to them. So that's why we understand, and in my life I understand more and more, the parable about throwing seed on the ground. Because when I got into this, I really went after God. And a lot of times he was throwing seed on my ground, but I wasn't ready for it yet. And the birds came and ate it up. But then as I grew a little bit, all at once I was where the seed got into the ground, and I rejoiced, but then I didn't have any roots, so the devil came and talked me out of it anyway. And then all, once the seed got in the ground, it started producing. And once it starts producing, the devil can't do nothing to it. It starts growing, and first the blade, and then the air, then the full corn in the air. And once you start getting one revelation in one area, it just seems like you get a revelation in this area. Because all the revelations are based on the same principle. Jesus already did it and paid for it. So financially, it's already paid for. Healing, it's already paid for. Power, it's already paid for. The authority, it's already paid for. All these things belong to each and every one of us. But if we don't believe you got them, you won't use them. The only thing you'll use is what you believe you have. If you don't believe you have it, then you won't use it. People look, there's James. He, people are getting healed up there. He's healing. He must be a healer. We're all a healer. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick. And It doesn't say James shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It doesn't say Pastor Tom shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But many times when people come to us for healing, we want to defer them. Let me give James a call. He's probably got one open line for 30 seconds today where he's not talking to somebody, and maybe we can get him in there. No, no, you've got that ability. You've got the thing to do it. And you don't have to figure it out. You just got to obey the Word of God. You don't have to be super spiritual, super anything. You see somebody sick, say, hey, can I pray for you? Sure. Be healed in Jesus' name. Walk away. 
And they'll come back and say, my God, you healed. I say, oh. And you'll be shocked because that's the way it works in our life. It's simple obedience to the word of God and what the word of God says. We obey everybody else. Doctor tells us to do something, we obey him. See, we don't have any problem with that. We obey it. TV tells us what's going on, we obey it. You better get off that. Because we're finding out that everything out there is a lie at this point. Everybody's lying to us in every single area of our life. Because the devil wants to keep us down to the regular level here of the natural realm. But we're a supernatural people. We live above it. We're supposed to be living above in faith. We talked Wednesday night about kingdom living and, and what we do and how we're supposed to live. And praise God, the power of God is in your life today. Right now, it's in there. The Holy Ghost is on the inside of you every single day. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is there every single day. But if you forget about it, it, it doesn't operate in your life. It's your obedience and your faith lined up with the Word of God that releases the power of God on the inside of you. We talk about authority. Authority basically only works with the anointing. They go together. The authority and the anointing go together. Once you pull the trigger on your authority, the anointing on the inside of you goes to, goes to work in somebody's life. That's why when you say be healed, you pull the trigger. The Spirit of God on the inside of you will go to work. But if you don't pull the trigger, the Spirit of God don't. And if you don't believe you have the Spirit of God, it doesn't work. Those two things go together. And they went forth and preached the word everywhere. The Spirit of God following them with signs, wonders, and miracles. So it's the Word of God in their life that they believe that released the power of God in your life. And it's the same way with you. You can believe God for yourself even. Yeah. Because when he said, by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Psalm 103 is one of my favorite. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Their benefits. Their benefits, for God's sakes. And I run across something that's a benefit in the natural realm, I want it. My rich uncle leaves me $500. Bless God, I'm going to get my $500. I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to get it. I don't care if they tell me it doesn't belong to me. I don't care. That's my benefit and that's mine. I'll go to court. I'll get 14 lawyers. I'll do it. But God says something. We say, well, maybe he was kidding. No, these are all our benefits. He forgives all your sicknesses. Looks like a back problem here, James, when you're done today. If you'd like to deal with that when we're done today, that would be fine. It's like she's bent over a little bit, so. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes on. The next verse says he heals. How many of your diseases? How many? Come on, how many? Come on, don't give me that stuff. Give me, I see people sick all the time. Don't give me that stuff. God heals who he wants to heal when he wants to heal people. That's just the way he does. And if you ain't living right, that's why you're sick. And play, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, he heals all our diseases. All of them. Every single one. It doesn't matter how big. doesn't matter how small. He heals all our diseases. He forgives all our sins. He saves our life from destruction. He crowns me yes. with love, kindness, and tender mercy. Yes, 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 yes. Nobody loves me. He does. Love, kindness, tender mercy. He loves me. I know he thinks I'm the best. I know it. I just know he does. He tells me all the time. should be telling you. Is he telling you? If he's telling you you're the worst, then it's not him. Let me tell you what it is. Fake news. Because God don't talk that way. God talks to you. He always builds you up. Any word you get from God is going to build you up. Even if it's a corrective word, it's going to build you up. So we want to just keep trusting what God has said in this book. And it's something we've got to learn to do because that's how we walk in the kingdom. You know, we've been taught heaven. Heaven, heaven, heaven. You're going to heaven. You're born again, you're going to heaven. You're born again, you're going to heaven. And we made heaven the only thing there. So basically, religion has pushed the kingdom of God off to heaven. But the kingdom of God is here right now. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at 
Well, if it was at hand when he was here over 2,000 years ago, it's still at hand now. So we want to start walking in this stuff. We want to start growing in this stuff. We're going to start teaching on it and continue to teach it on a Wednesday night about what the kingdom of God can do for you, where you're at, how you should be living, how you should be doing, how you should be walking in it, how you should be believing the word of God. So praise God. Oh, that's a beautiful sound, isn't it? Listen to that. Please, Cash, louder. Louder, please. Please, louder. Oh, another one. Praise God. Another one. Glory. This one's going to Daddy. They're going to split this one out. Hallelujah. And once again, look at that. It's just perspective. You see that? The perspective of baby screaming. Everybody say, get that baby out of church. I say, leave that baby right where he is. I don't care, man. Because it's the way we look at things. It's the way we deal with things. We've got to start looking at things from a kingdom perspective, praise God. God loves us. God cares for us. We have a purpose. If you need healing, just go to the Father and say, Father, I, I want to I do what you called me to do. Bless God. I thank you right now for healing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you for financial realm just pouring finances into me because I'm going to sow them in the kingdom of God. I'm going to get people saved. I'm going to get people healed. I'm going to get people delivered. I'm going to do this because that's what God wants us to do. And then at the end of our life, I believe we'll be ready to go. I've, I've listened to some pe preachers who are ready to go. They come down and eat breakfast, and they tell their wife, oh, I'm going, by the way, I'm going to die today. And they go sit in their chair and sit back and off they went. Why? They finished their assignment. It was time to move on. They moved on. They weren't struggling or fighting for life or trying to do it. Remember what Paul said? I mean, I can either die or I can stay. If I die going with Jesus, it's a lot better. But since you still need some work, I'm going to hang around a little longer, get shipwrecked 14 more times, get whipped 32 more times, get beat up 14 more times simply because I'm called here to do that for you. But he had a different outlook on life. See, we see death is death. This is horrible. This is terrible. Death is just passing from one realm to the other realm. It's just shedding off your clothes, which are here. Praise God. How many know you all got clothes on this morning? Even if you don't have clothes on, you've got clothes on spiritually. Yeah, this is just the outward sign. Yet we want to judge everybody by our outward, si outward stuff here. This stuff's going to rot away and go away anyway. It doesn't make any difference. And there's a separation in the world today. And it's all based on a separation of outward appearance. Black, white, Asian, Republican, Democrat, Catholic, Lutheran. All this stuff is division. It's all set up for division. They want you to be divided. They want you to be left, right, in the middle someplace. They want division because the devil divides all the time. But when you know who you are, when you know you're not black or white, when you know you're not Asian, when you're not Catholic, Lutheran, or anything else, when you know that your kingdom of the spirit of the living God, nobody can change that in your life, praise God. So we can't walk by, so we can't get involved in all this stuff. We can't get in all that mess going on because there's no power in that. There's a, there's a sucking out of the power in that. Anytime you get into strife in any situation, you are losing power. Your balloon is running out of air. So basically, we've got to look at things spiritual. You're a spirit being this morning. Everybody in here is a spirit being. Every single one of you in here. Everybody is. And let me tell you how long you're going to live forever. See, this is just a short time, and man, it gets shorter and shorter, and time just flies, and people don't understand, I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, before you know it, you'll be 50, 60, 70, 80. It just flies by, it just goes by, it just, you know, you see your kid one time, and they're down here, the next kid, you're up here like this, and those are the ones that really show you how your quickly things are going by. I mean, kids you used to hold in your arm are now big enough to hold you. I'll never forget that I did. first time it really dawned on me when I was preaching one Sunday and I went in the back for something and Megan was driving into the parking lot in a car. I thought, oh my God, am I getting that old? 
She was a baby when she came here. And now once she's driving her own automobile. And that's how fast time goes. So we don't want to waste time, do we? The greatest commodity we have here on the earth is not money, it's time. And you can't get your time back when you squander it. It doesn't come back. You can get money back. You can get everything else back. But once your day goes by, that day is gone, praise God. And you can never get it back. So time is our currency right now. So we want to use our time to the best of our ability no matter what age we are at. Because once it goes by, it's gone. So that's why we want to promote the kingdom right now. That's why we want to get people into the kingdom. That's why we want to disciple people to teach the kingdom of God. And we want to walk in health. You've got to walk in health to do that. You've got to walk in righteousness to do that. You've got to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you've got to walk in your authority to do that. And the only thing you can do is stir yourself up. I'm telling you, I pray in the Holy Ghost a lot, but I know I don't pray enough. The pr praying in the Holy Ghost says you build yourself up praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm just so down. I'm just so out. Have you prayed in the Holy Ghost? What's that got to do with it? Well, it's got a lot to do with it because you're a spirit being. And if you're going to lift weights, and I mean, you know, you go to the gym and lift weights every morning, your physical body's going to change. I mean, if you pray in the Holy Ghost and lift weights every day, your spirit man's going to change too, praise God. So that's one of the gifts that God gave us. Praying in the Holy Ghost is a gift. It's a language of heaven. And we were told to use that. But do we use it? No. Do we forget about we even got it? Yes. So we preach a sermon and everybody prays in the Holy Ghost for three days. Then we forget the sermon and then we wait till he comes back around two years later and, and talks about pre praying in the Holy Ghost again. But that's a gift God gave us. You know, you know they got that babble thing. Let's teach you how to do Spanish and all this stuff. I listened to one of them one time. I didn't learn nothing. But the kingdom of heaven you learn automatically. My God, that's good, isn't it? He just stuffs that language in you, and out it comes through the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. It's a privilege that we have. It's something that belongs to each and every one of us. And, and we want to walk in the Spirit. We want to be in the Spirit. You want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? You've got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You've got to build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So there's things that we need to do, that I need to do, that you need to do to continue to grow, continue to grow in the things of God, to continue to build yourself up. Because this world, I don't know if you noticed, it might be getting a little darker in some areas. I mean, here we are on July 4th, praise God, we're independent, but in some areas, I don't know if we're independent or not. Now, we just had a great ruling, you know, a week ago. Praise God, a ruling that some of us never thought would happen, probably. But praise God, it happened, glory to God. It happened. And there's going to be some other things happening. And you can see that, that some people get a little bit angry about when good things happen. And you can see, they're, we're spiritual, they're in the natural, but they're not even natural, they're not even normal. They're thinking it's not even normal. It's all right to kill people. It's all right to do this. It's all right to do this. How, how deranged do you have to be by the enemy to think that kind of stuff? And you can see it so plainly when you come out. But all those people need something. They're all looking for something. They'll fight for something that's wrong. Let's get them on the right side. Maybe they'll fight just as hard for something that's right. And we can get the kingdom of God advancing because that's what we're here to do by the power of God. So this morning you saw, I thank God for James to come up and do that, be obedient to the Spirit this morning. Lay hands and heal people. Now you're going home. Each and every one of you he laid hands on this morning's healed. Each one of you. Every one of you are, praise God. I don't care what your body tells you. I don't care what your feelings tell you. I don't care what your emotions tell you. You're healed because he laid hands on you and he believed that you were healed. So you're healed, praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful this morning? Hallelujah. And I'll tell you a big thing after something like that is thanking and praising God afterwards. No matter how you feel. You know, we sang that song so much when Cash was going through it, you know, that Aaron sent me that time, Raise a Hallelujah. And that one thing about I'm going to sing in the middle of a storm. And I tell you, when I wasn't in a storm, that was one of the greatest verses of my life. But when I was going through a storm, it was hard to bring a sing up. See, it's easy to sing. 
Everything's going great. I'm going to sing in the middle of this storm. Then all hell breaks loose. I'm going to sing in the middle of this storm. Yeah, because that's when the pressure's on. But think about it. That's when we really need to sing. That's what's spiritual about it. It doesn't. People say it don't make sense. No, it don't. It's not sense. It's faith in the Word of God. So we go forth and we praise God. We go forth and we have a shout. We go forth and we worship. We come in here to praise and worship in the morning. Press into that, praise God. Maybe the only 20, 30 minutes you get all week. You might as well do it here, praise God. We try to keep it upbeat. We try to keep it word of God. We try to break everything off of you so I can preach something into you before the day's over with, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, we love each and every one of you. Have a great July 4th. We thank you for coming. Thank you for Claudia and them for this morning. Thanks for James for stepping up and in. Now go forth in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ and be kingdom people from here on out this week. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right.